0: If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty part six. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. Happy Thanksgiving to you. This is a holiday where in America, at least we take a collective pause for gratitude before diving back into the wholehearted consumerism of the holiday season. But hey, if you're in an e-com business, then that means good. If you're in an ad business, that means good uh, RPMs for you. But Thanksgiving means a couple things to me. Aside from that, you know, pause for gratitude. The first is our long-standing Friendsgiving tradition, now on year 17, and perhaps more relevant to today's show, it means it's time for our annual roundup of creative side hustles that make real money. This is the sixth installment of the series. They're always a ton of fun, one of my favorite episodes of the year to put together, and some of the most popular in the 10-plus year history of the podcast. It's an opportunity to showcase and highlight some of the most interesting side hustles that have come across my desk over the last year. And we're going to get right into it with number one, which is a niche cleaning business, I think shared by Brian Winch from Clean Lots in the Side Hustle Nation Facebook group. And that's a barbecue cleaning service started in 2021 by a then 16 year old Jacob Scheidel in Ontario, Canada. Jacob reported earning 12 grand in his first year and $16,000 in his second year. And I want to pause right there because that's an incredible level of income for a seasonal Part time high school business. I mean, could you imagine what a $16,000 spring and summer would have felt like at 17? Now, the interesting thing about Jacob's business is it wasn't one that customers were necessarily proactively looking for. I mean, how many times have you Googled like barbecue cleaning service near me? So what he did instead was went door to door offering to clean people's barbecues. Hey, that's kind of a novel offering. Uh, yeah, I guess it is kind of dirty. And the very first doorbell he rings, He gets a yes, and he's thinking to himself, ah, maybe this is going to be easier than I thought. But it turns out, not so much, because this becomes a story of persistence really quickly. The next 50 houses in a row are all no's. He tells globalnews.ca, even now, I'll have up to 200 people in a row say no. It's all about persevering and looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. I love stories like Jacob's. I think there's definitely an opportunity in niche cleaning services. And we featured a bunch of them on the podcast from Johnny Robinson's window washing service, Josh Belk's mobile car detailing business, Brian Winch's parking lot litter cleanup service and some students of his, Erica Crouppen's pooper scooper business, plus some residential and commercial cleaning services. Stuff gets dirty and people pay to solve that problem. So the question is, what could you go help them clean? In fact, in response to customer requests, Jacobs actually added pressure washing and car detailing to his menu of services. So that's creative side hustle number one, the barbecue cleaning service sold door to door by a high school student there. Now, creative side hustle number two is selling plant clippings.
1: I'm Brian Alexovich from The Lots Project, where I assist people in earning extra income by utilizing their unused property space. Whether it's a city lot or undeveloped secondary property, I have a solution for you. Learn more at The Lots project.com today i'd like to talk about one of the solutions i offer selling comfrey root and crown cuttings while there are various ways to monetize the comfrey plant this particular avenue kickstarted my incredible side hustle I first learned about comfrey and the concept of selling root and crown cuttings about eight years ago through the Survival Podcast with Jack Spirko. Jack explained the incredible properties of the comfrey plant and emphasized that the most desirable types are sterile with new plants only able to be propagated from existing ones. After contemplating the idea for about a year, I finally decided to take the plunge and order some roots from a reputable seller. Although I spent a couple hundred dollars, I wish I had acted on the idea sooner instead of wasting that first entire year. During the time it took for the comfrey to establish and become strong enough for harvesting, I dedicated myself to thorough research of the plant. By the time the plants were ready, I had a total of eight products to market from my new comfrey patch. And the best part, it just keeps growing back. As for the root and crown cuttings, I posted ads on platforms like Etsy, Facebook Marketplace, and Craigslist, and the orders started coming in. In my ads, I made it clear that I only harvested on Sundays and shipped on Mondays, which allowed me to limit the time I had to invest into this hustle. Before I knew it, I was making a couple hundred bucks each week from just a few hours of work. And that's just from the root orders. The comfrey plant is a nice ornamental plant that has many possibilities, benefits to you and your property. The best part about this hustle is if you shut it down because it just isn't right for you. The plant's nice to look at and benefits the soil just by growing there. So what's next for my hustle? Well, my wife and I decided to sell our farm in Minnesota and, and embrace a full-time RV lifestyle. To ensure my hustle continues, I partnered with several individuals to start businesses using my rootstock and guidance allowing them to fulfill my orders as well as establish their own side hustles. I'm more than ready to assist you in starting your own Comfrey side hustle, whether it's providing roots and crowns to get you started or offering guidance throughout the growth and management process. I can offer experienced advice on a variety of products that can be produced from this awesome plant. You can find more information on my website under the services section. Sign up for a 30-minute chat to determine if Comfrey is the right fit for you. Additionally, you can learn more about our journey as full-time RV living and discover my other interests on the Lots Project podcast. Visit thelotsproject.com for necessary links and details. Once again, thank you, Nick, for having me on your show.
0: Thanks, Brian, for sharing that. I've heard of a few people selling plant clippings as their side hustle which I think is a really interesting little business because it just grows back and then you can do it again. Now, maybe not something that could be a huge operation, but probably a fun way to make some extra money, especially if you already love plants and gardening. Creative side hustle number three is another plant related one, although the scientists in the audience are going to tell you mushrooms aren't plants. But I connected with Doug at FinCon, who you'll hear from in a moment, where I was fascinated by his home mushroom growing side hustle.
2: Hey everyone, my name is Doug Brunson, and I built out a small mushroom farm in my basement. company name is Nutfield Mushroom Company, located in southern New Hampshire. I grow about 240 pounds of gourmet mushrooms every single week, and that primarily consists of shiitakes and king blue oysters right now. I've been interested in mushrooms for a couple years, and the end of last year, I just decided I was going to grow some mushrooms. So I started experimenting with that and started growing them in my closet actually (laughs) and then took over my closet and then my bedroom and then my living room that's kind of the point where i was like this could actually be a business so i started gutting my basement and then building out all the infrastructure that i'd need a lab space a fruiting room a incubation room and i've spent way too much money for where i'm at right now while i was gutting my basement this spring i worked was actually also working to scale and get into a warehouse. The warehouse leased didn't end up working out, but I had bought tons of equipment to outfit this place. So I bought a commercial autoclave from a pharmaceutical lab that was shutting down. I bought conveyor belts from post office. I bought robotic arms, fridges. I used expensive building materials that I could have done for much cheaper. Probably $30,000 in right now. If I was just doing this in the basement, if I could do this over again, I'd probably be spending around $5,000. In terms of my first client, it's actually to this awesome guy named Eric. And he has a mushroom farm up in the White Mountains. He does farm tours every Sunday. So one Sunday, I was like, I'm just going to go check out this guy's setup. (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't kick me out. I went and built a really good relationship with him. And he asked me if I would supply some of the mushrooms to him because he has a really good restaurant and farmer's market distribution network. There's such a high demand for mushrooms in my area. So he was actually my first client and started selling him wholesale for pricing in my area. It's about $8 a pound wholesale to $16 or more retail if you're buying them at the farmer's market. The majority of my business is wholesale. I have some retail as well. I'm making, I'm grossing about two thousand dollars a week from the wholesale side of the business, and it costs me about one thousand dollars to produce that many mushrooms. Right now, I'm working on increasing my top line by getting into winter's farmers markets, and then also building out the infrastructure to lower my cost of producing the mushrooms. So I'm targeting about five hundred dollars. Produce $2,000 of wholesale mushrooms or up to $4,000 uh, retail. That's what I'm working on right now. And then also experimenting with some value add, anything that would add more value to the mushrooms, such as like mushroom powders, mushroom coffee, extracts, just working on products in that direction as well. And going to be continuing doing that through the winter. And then in the spring, I've saved up some cash and I'm looking to buy some vacant land. Either throwing up a steel prefab or getting a couple of shipping containers and outfitting those so I can expand production. I just started a YouTube channel to document my progress and and what I'm up to. It's called Speakeasy Myco, Speakeasy Myco. And feel free to follow along if you're interested. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share. Thank you.
0: Thanks for the inside scoop on that, Doug. I'm excited for you, and we'll be sure to link up the YouTube channel as well. Just hit up the show notes link in the episode description. We'll have links to everything mentioned. So these mushrooms apparently they grow really fast. So you're replenishing your stock or your inventory every week and then selling that at pretty healthy profit margins, even on the wholesale side. We're talking about a thousand bucks a week in profit, four grand a month in profit from that. Obviously, some equipment costs that Doug mentioned, but there were ways to get started a little bit. More inexpensively. In 10 plus years of doing the show, never heard of anybody selling mushrooms before to restaurants, farmers markets. So, thank you so much for sharing that one. We've got more creative side hustles right after this word from our sponsors. As your business grows, the last thing you want to be spending your time on is handling payroll, employee benefits, time off requests, and everything else that comes along with managing a team. Let our sponsor, Gusto, take these tasks off your plate. Gusto is the intuitive, all-in-one payroll, benefits, and HR platform for growing businesses. With Gusto, most customers are able to run payroll in 10 minutes or less, and Gusto helps with the hard stuff too. Filing payroll taxes, compliance, new state tax registration, and more with a simple, modern interface. Whether your hardworking team is in-person or remote, employees or contractors, Gusto makes it easy to support them and keep everyone on track. Join the more than 200,000 new and growing businesses they're using Gusto to build a great workplace for their employees. Right now, Gusto is offering Side Hustle Show listeners three months free at gusto.com slash side hustle. Get easy payroll, benefits, HR, and a happier team. So go to gusto.com slash side hustle. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash side hustle for your first three months free. Gusto.com slash side hustle. Big thanks to Gusto for sponsoring the show. Creative side hustle number four is headstones for pets or maybe more accurately engraved pet memorials. This one was started by Rodney Melton in Arkansas and did over $200,000 in sales last year at an estimated 65% profit margin. Now he did have some equipment costs, a laser engraver, a granite saw, and some other tools. But one thing that he did that I thought was really creative was sourcing his granite from a local countertop manufacturer That had scraps. These pieces are too small for us to use on a kitchen counter or a bathroom counter, but they're plenty big enough to turn into pet memorials. So, turning one company's excess materials or scrap materials into your physical product. Melton Memorials is his Etsy shop where you can see that at the time of this recording, he's got over 7,500 sales since 2021. We'll link up that Etsy shop. And one thing that's cool about Etsy is that even without any outside research tools, you can get a sense for the popularity of a given product or a given store based on the public number of sales for each store. And so that's just something that shows up at the top of everybody's store account there. Now, for all our recent discussions about selling on Etsy, a lot of them have been in the print-on-demand space or the digital product space, talking about selling printables, selling spreadsheets, selling print-on-demand you know, t-shirts and stuff. But there's still a huge amount of demand for custom handcrafted products. The upfront equipment expense is definitely a moat here, but that also spells some opportunity. And maybe it's not laser engraving that you want to get into, but maybe your research leads you toward a different kind of custom physical product. And then the lower overhead way to start something like this will be to partner with somebody who already has the tools, because there's likely some downtime in their shop. They're probably not running at capacity 24-7. They might be looking to fill that capacity with incremental orders or rent it out to you so you can test the waters in a low-risk way. Creative side hustle number five is perfect just in time for the holidays, and that's Christmas light installation.
3: Hey, how's it going? My name is Jeff Jarena, and I'm the founder of Christmas Lights by Design. You can check it out at christmaslightsdesign.com. And I got the idea for my Christmas lighting business back in 2001, which really was more out of desperation because I had just lost my corporate job. No one would hire me, and I was freezing in my home because I didn't have enough money to fix the heater. But I did remember a conversation with a good friend of mine. He told me I should install Christmas lights for money. So that's what I did. On November 1st, 2001, I launched my new Christmas lighting business. I created some basic contract forms, put a Santa hat on. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm sure I looked really silly with that hat on. But I knocked on some doors and then something amazing happened. I landed my first customers. And then for less than $100, I bought my very first ladder, which is crazy because I still use it today. Since then, for over 20 years now and just two months of work each year, we've generated over $70,000 in sales each year with projects starting at $400. But you know, I think the best part of this business is that it's given me the money and freedom to spend more time with my family, as well as do other things such as speak at conferences, write books, host a plug podcast, and start a web design and digital marketing business. And something that I'm really excited about these days is helping others get started in this business. Over the last few years, I've helped hundreds of people learn how to install Christmas lights as well as how to start and run a successful Christmas lighting business. And if that sounds like something you're interested in, you can check out my training course, Christmas Lights for Profit, at christmaslightsdesign.com forward slash install training. That's Christmas, L-I-G-H-T-S design.com for SAS install training. And Nick, thanks again for giving me the opportunity to introduce myself and talk about my business. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks, Jeff. I'll be sure to add those links to the show notes. And then after the recording, Jeff reached out and offered 10% off his training program for Side Hustle Show listeners with promo code SIDEHUSTLE. So make sure to use that if you're thinking of checking it out. But how about that? 70 grand in sales, super low overhead. The homeowners are providing the lights. They just don't want to get up on the ladders. And then come early January, you come back, take them all down, and then you're done. There was another one that came across my desk where the woman, I think she quit her teaching job to do this full time. She was doing Christmas tree decorations for these high-end homes and making like a thousand bucks a tree on average. She reported having 100 plus clients. And so there's a six-figure business that may allow you to take the rest of the year off. I'll see if I can dig up that link for reference. It was like, man, the number of creative ideas that people come up with and the different ways to make extra money just blow my mind. So I'll dig up that link. I'll put that in the show notes for reference. And then if you do want to expand, one thing that's interesting is we're starting to see some Halloween setups that rival any Christmas display. So maybe there's something there to take over other holidays or pivot to other holidays or use the same skill set to expand there. Creative side hustle number six is a signature coach. And in the age of electronic signatures and DocuSign, this is kind of a surprising one, but Priscilla Molina of Los Angeles does hundreds of signature redesigns every month. On her site, planetofnames.biz, she charges anywhere from $25 to $120 for each custom signature creation. And then your delivery includes three uniquely crafted signature concepts, specifications to match each customer style preference so like there were drop downs like you know simple professional dramatic what kind of signature are you looking for this is a cool example of a productized service i'm going to take this skill that i have you know handwriting and calligraphy in her case and go out and sell it now who's paying for it it's like well you know i've signed my name the same way for decades now according to priscilla in an associated press interview it's people who aren't happy with their signatures. They don't relate to who they are. They don't give the message they want to convey to the world. Eva's Facts, hat tip to Niall over there, estimates that Priscilla is earning at least $5,000 a month with this service, maybe even higher since her prices have increased since the time of that publication, and suspects that the majority of her sales are coming from TikTok, where she's got almost a million followers. What's interesting is her most popular videos are just simple letter writing examples where she'll draw a J, like a traditional J, and then cross it out, erase it, and then draw some more interesting looking Js. They're thirty seconds, eighteen seconds, They're not very long, but you're like, dang, I never thought of drawing a J. They're like they they catch your eye, and so I think that's one way that she's driving business. So the question is, could you follow the same strategy with other unconventional makeover ideas like Zoom backgrounds or you know, fireplace mantle? decorations or you know sales page copy to take it back to an online business type of thing. Because even if you don't know calligraphy, I think there's something here where if you can show people what's possible, here's how you're doing it today. And here's a relatively simple transformation. And you can show that, like Priscilla's done with these videos, you establish credibility and instant authority that people automatically want you And there's no shopping around or competing on price. I don't even know if other people offer this service. It's hard to say, but like she is raising her hand saying, yes, I offer this. I will redesign your signature at a relatively affordable price point, too. And she's done really, really well with that. Now, you know, I love me a good unconventional rental side hustle, something you can buy or build once and get paid for it over and over again. We've done full episodes on party inflatables, portable hot tubs. That was a fan favorite. And most recently, mobility scooters in episode 564. But number seven on our list of creative side hustles for this year is renting champagne walls for weddings. Or maybe another trendy item that wouldn't cost a lot to build is the donut wall. It's basically a pegboard, a piece of wood with a bunch of pegs in it that you hang donuts on and then guests come on and and grab one. Uh, But the champagne wall thing is similar. Large wooden board with rows of champagne flute holders or glass holders. And it looks cool. Guests can come by and they grab a glass during the reception. And according to Alexis McDermott from wanderingwallco.com, these things can rent out for $450 per event. Now, I'm not an expert on the price of lumber, but I have to imagine it wouldn't cost much more than that to build one of these things, which means it's not going to take a lot of booking before you break even and start turning a profit. In her case, Alexis booked almost $30,000 worth of rentals in her first two years. She also offers seating charts and photo backdrop walls and welcome signs in addition to the champagne walls. So it's hard to say, you know, how much of that $30,000 in revenue was just for the champagne wall. But in an interview with Business Insider, she credited social media for helping her land her first rentals, along with some targeted photography collaborations with local businesses to help build out a compelling image portfolio for her Instagram account. That's one thing is like, well, you kind of want to see it in action. So if you're a Bride and groom planning your wedding, like how do I envision this in my space, or how is this going to look at our wedding? Now, for my brother's wedding, we actually built this little arbor that doesn't look like much on its own. It's basically a bunch of two by twos, but when it was decorated with some greenery and some flowers, I thought it looked pretty good. It's been sitting in the garage ever since. So maybe that's our next side hustle come wedding season. Would anybody pay to rent this thing out? We'll come set it up for you. More creative side hustles right after this word from our sponsors. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Now here's another side hustle I never knew existed until I met Preston, who you'll hear from in a moment at FinCon last month. It is selling your stock voting rights. Here he is to explain how it
4: works. My name is Preston Yadigar and I'm from the Bay Area in California. My business is Shareholder Vote Exchange, and our website is svegroup.com. We help investors make money from an asset that they didn't even know existed, and that asset is their shareholder voting rights. I came up with this idea while I was doing some investment research. I was looking into preferred stock and how they're different from common stock, and one thing I realized is that common shareholders get voting rights, while preferred shareholders generally don't. But then I also found out that most common shareholders don't utilize these voting rights, something like 80% of individual investors. So I thought, instead of letting these votes go to waste, there should be some sort of marketplace where people can trade them, just like any other financial asset. So one big question I tend to get is, how much can people earn from monetizing their shareholder votes? And it really depends on three main factors. The first one is, how well has a company performed recently? So how strong have their shareholder returns been? The second factor is how large is the company? So what's their market capitalization? And then the third factor is how expensive or cheap is its valuation? Generally speaking, votes are worth anywhere from 0.1 to 5% of the share price. So if you own $100,000 worth of stocks, that might be $100 to $5,000 each year. That range isn't guaranteed, especially since these are new markets that we're developing and there's a wide range of situations out there. So a follow-up question I tend to get is, why are some votes more valuable than others? Votes tend to be worth much more for mid-cap and small-cap companies that have recently underperformed and are still undervalued. So think of a mega-cap company like Apple. The company is just too big for anyone to step in and push for changes that unlock value. There's almost no one out there who can really acquire 20% of that company. But for a smaller company that's trading for cheap, It's more practical, and there are lots of possibilities to unlock value. So votes tend to be more valuable for those kinds of companies. So my main goal right now is to just get the word out there about what we do. I spent the last couple of years writing software, recruiting co-founders, testing with early adopters, and things like that. But now we're in growth mode. So we're doing tons of marketing, going to conferences, talking to people, really trying to make people aware about a brand new way for them to make money that involves very little effort. It takes just a couple minutes to start earning on SVE, and it's super simple. I joke that I'm our first user, so I try to make it as convenient and easy as possible to get started. Huge thank you to Nick for having us on. I really appreciate it. And I hope that we can make some money for everyone inside Hustle Nation. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone.
0: Definitely an interesting way to potentially add extra income to your portfolio, thinking of it as, well, I can increase my dividend yield maybe a little bit, or increasing the cash flow that this portfolio spins off without selling the shares. Now, so I've got my brokerage account connected with SVE Group now and curious to see what happens. I don't know if I own any individual stocks that would necessarily qualify as small or mid cap, but you never know. figure it's worth a test and we'll see if anybody wants to go buy my votes. Check it out, svegroup.com or follow my referral link, sidehustlenation.com slash SVE. We'll link it up in the show notes as well. Creative side hustle number nine is a local merchandise business. Now, as a native Pacific Northwesterner, this one struck close to home because there's a local saying: on clear days in Seattle, the mountain is out. And even though there are lots of mountains, everyone knows which one you're talking about—Mount Rainier. It's over fourteen thousand feet tall. This huge volcano in the Cascade Range—you can't miss it on a clear day. Was lucky enough to climb it in high school. One of the hardest physical and mental challenges of my life up to that point. But what's the business in this case? It's called Mount Rainier Watch, which founder David Lindahl started as a Twitter account in 2013 to answer that simple, common Pacific Northwest question, is the mountain out? And even now, 10 years later, it's not a huge account, a little over 7,000 followers on Twitter. It's bigger on Instagram, over 50,000 followers there. But David is generating a couple grand a month in mountain-themed merchandise sales, stickers, shirts, mugs, pins, hats, beanies, both online and at local pop-up shops, street fairs, farmers markets, stuff like that. And what's interesting here is it was 100% content for five years. He didn't start selling anything until 2018, but has been expanding the product line and the e-commerce presence since then. So the question is, is there an iconic landmark from your area, natural or human-made, that people are passionate about, that people are excited about, that is kind of a local thing that you could build a similar following and business around. Creative side hustle number 10 is batting stance guy. Gar Reines is better known as batting stance guy, a YouTuber who can mimic the batting stances of professional baseball players, both past and present, with an impressive level of accuracy. I'll vouch for him. He's very good at this specific thing, but is there a market for it? Gar calls it the least marketable skill in America, yet it's translated into over $5 YouTube views, which according to some calculators could be worth as much as $22,000. Batting Stance Guy reached the height of his fame in the 2008 and 2009 baseball seasons, which culminated in a deal with Fox Sports and an appearance on Letterman. Gar parlayed his popularity and unmarketable skill into a 2010 book deal with Scribner, which is called Batting Stance Guy, a love letter to baseball. It is still available on Amazon, 4.8 stars, people like it, but I got to assume there was an advance associated with that book deal. Now, today, the hype and the novelty has largely died down, and you can book a personalized video with Gar on Cameo for just $25, which, of course, I had to do for this episode. Hey, this batting stance guy, and if
1: I can monetize the least marketable skill in America, imitating batting stances, you can absolutely find a viable side hustle.
3: And by the way, this batting stance guy saying you are listening to
0: the side hustle show. He added in this little bat flip at the end. It was fantastic. But what I like about this story, and maybe it's just a viral 15 minutes of fame kind of thing, is if you're remarkable at even the most random thing, there's a path to make a little bit of money today and probably have some fun along the way. So in summary today, we've got number one, barbecue cleaning or more broadly, a niche cleaning service. Number two was selling plant clippings. Number three was growing mushrooms and selling those for restaurants, farmers markets, wholesale or retail. Number four was pet memorials, headstones for pets. More broadly speaking, any type of personalized gift or personalized type of product. Number five was Christmas light installs or seasonal decorations. If we're going to go a little bit broader there. Number six was the signature coach Priscilla's business showing people how you might be writing letters today and like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. If you want to add a little more flair, you got to do it this way. Even in the age of DocuSign, she's doing five grand a month estimated with that business largely on the back of these TikTok videos. Number seven was renting champagne walls or more broadly, unconventional rental businesses. Buy or build something once, rent it out over and over again. Probably didn't have $450 worth of material. Maybe you did into this thing so you can break even super quickly and then you're on into the black on uh, in terms of profit on that. Number eight was selling stock voting rights. I'll have to report back on uh, whether or not anybody wants to buy the voting rights to my shares to see if I've unlocked another income stream there. Number nine is Mount Rainier Watch, a local landmark inspired social media content and merchandise business. And Number 10 was batting stance guy. How do you monetize the most unmarketable skill? Well, you do it by being remarkable and by being really good at what you do. A couple honorable mentions, other ones that kind of came across the desk as I was prepping this episode. Number one was apparently people in Mexico are reselling Costco cakes, and it became such a thing that the store started to <laughs> implement limits on how many you could buy. Hey, limit, limit three today or something like because people were going out and I don't know, cutting them up and reselling them or something apparently became a thing. Another one actually from e-biz facts, was Music for Pets, which apparently became a pretty big operation and it ended up selling for $10 million plus relaxing music for your pets. There's a niche for everything. And that's what makes this job so great. Big thanks to everyone who shared their stories for this year's roundup of creative side hustle ideas. If you come across anything that makes you pause and say, wow, you can make money doing that. I want to hear it. Reach out. Let me know. Nick at SideHustleNation.com is my direct email. Thanks to our sponsors for helping make this content free for everyone. As always, you can hit up sidehustlenation.com slash deals for all the latest offers from our sponsors in one place. Thank you for supporting the advertisers that support the show. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving. Be good to each other out there. If you're finding value in the show, the greatest compliment is to share it with a friend. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.